and welcome, welcome, welcome to the TOVG podcast, where uh, just as usual, you know, we got me and Jimmy and Matt, but this week's going to be a little confusing because we have this other Matt, this like super weird Matt McMuscles, Matt McHack, I, uh, you're from a channel called, called The Switcher, you, you switch things? <laughs> Isn't that the critically acclaimed RPG of 2015? It's 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 not. Um, if you want the to Switcher three, <laughs> the yeah. Switch. oh I, I actually that's a good point to start on on because everyone goes, why is your channel name this Switcher with an I? Well, it's because my old YouTube channel got banned by Studio Ghibli and Disney. <laughs> Oh, and I don't want to go into that right now, but <laughs> you don't have uh, to. <laughs> uh, I, I was I was running to make a subway uh, to to get into the subway with my friend. I didn't quite make it, and he got onto the subway and proceeded to go na 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 na. And the, the subway drove off, and then he walked the rest of the way to school. Once it dropped them off, and then I caught a bus and got to school before him. And then he <laughs> saw me at my locker and proceeded to freak out. And he's like, what? How'd you? Oh, you're the switcher. And of course, me being 16 at the time, I'm like, that's the coolest name ever. I'll call myself <laughs> the switcher at hotmail.com. Oh, yeah. So that, that's, that's how that went. But uh, yeah, no, Matt, Matthew, Matt McMuscles, Matt McHagar, Matt McHusbando, whatever you prefer. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. I'm surrounded by married people right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. Everyone's madly in love with their beautiful wife, like a normal person. <laughs> that's except actually exciting for George for me. over wow. here. That was my favorite line for the podcast video you made, George, of just, just bobbing my picture head around on a screen going, I'm madly in love with my beautiful wife, and I am completely normal. <laughs> I, I I loved making that because that uh, for, for, you know, at first I thought there would be like expectations of, of like quality and and in comedic um, um, knowledge and mastery of, of what is fun. And Pat was just like, no, 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 there is none of that. And so I just like quite literally squeezed and shout out a podcast promo video. And it turned out to be literally my proudest moment. <laughs> no, not it's, real. But it's, it's super in the running cool. for our best podcast video promo oh. of the year. Oh, in the running of the, okay, well. Yeah, so. I love how, I love how mm, George, mm, mm. your proudest moment is this uh, this one-off podcast promo video, not like... For somebody that, else. That one, that one, yeah, for someone else's podcast, not the, uh, the investigative journalism you did on Konami, which uh, then got you hailed as a, a hero of free speech for well, several months yeah, or I, nothing I, like that. I, I do exaggerate, right? But actually, if I have to like think about the one moment this year where I was cracking up laughing the hardest, it's something I did myself. It's that one. <laughs> but okay, yeah, I'm just, hold up. I'm just teasing you. Hold up, hold up. Nat McMuscles, we got to talk about these catty other bitches. Who else is in the running? And and what do I got to do to stop them? <laughs> you were talking about me and Matt Visual. No, like, no, me too. Me too. <laughs> Um, I, th- I, I, I quickly dressed up as, uh, Sans from Undertale when Undertale was like, like a few weeks oh, yeah. after launch and I kind of just stood there and we spent a while on this podcast video putting, I had, I had extra help, uh, like pipe in the, uh, uh, like sound effects from that. Mm. And then, um, you actually did that really good. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, it's, it, um, I have like a good, 
like if I hear a sound and not like every single sound or sound effect, I have like a decent like understanding of how can you replicate like I'm not like a trained voice actor or anything. Right, right. But like like I can like as soon as I like you know Sans comes up, uh, 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 like probably because that's how like Toby Fox heard a friend talk in college mm-hmm. or something and i was like that's a good way to to sort of put that it into a voice in the game like a drunken confused machine gun exactly yeah huh. like yeah. a tommy gun to that's it. had too much to drink so so speaking of of undertales jimmy has uh, last week on the outline that we didn't actually do a podcast for last week but you said you're going through the genocide run right yeah well i haven't touched it since but oh I was. how far how far did you make it um monster I'm at I'm at the bad time. You're that describes time. a lot of the genocide. <laughs> no, that describes a very specific part of the genocide run. Oh, in that case, yeah. He's at so the that's the bad time. The bad time, not just any bad time. I'm at the bad time. Okay, okay. Uh, so for, you're for you're... anybody who would know, the birds are chirping and flowers are blooming. Gotcha, mm. gotcha. Yes, but oh. And, uh, so, yeah. so I guess you kind of like get what I was trying to hint about. And this is another thing. Jimmy really hates Undertale spoilers on the podcast, so we have to beat around the bush. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. like, if you really want to, <laughs> we can say, like, skip ahead five minutes if you don't want the spoilers. But I still haven't beaten Genocide, and I, had, I don't know. Wait, I haven't looked up anything on it and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, Wait, get, there's well, something to beating Genocide? Oh, there's something to beating everything in this yeah. game. Uh, I don't... Uh, okay, so I just finished Undertale Pacifist after completing it regularly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's my second me run. Too. Me yeah, too, yeah. me too. So you're, you're at your highs before the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, oh, see, that's... see, no, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. There's okay. no okay. way. There's okay. no way. Here's, here's the thing. True ending is what made me fall in love. True ending is why, I like, Undertale went from, like, what is this? It's a meme to wow! I really like this. <laughs> right, right. Like, the second run, right? You, second I, run, I totally agree with that. Right. I, I feel like playing that game consists of doing both runs. Like yeah. I don't think that finishing it once does it justice. No. It However, doesn't. genocide is like the extra. I'd say like ten to fifteen percent because yes, it feels bad, but all of the character interactions make you think much more highly of the characters that you're going like through all the stuff against right because the way that they handle you in a truly dire situation versus the way that they handle you when you're just kind of like a dopey kid like walking through their town is so vastly different that mm-hmm. it's like oh shit like these really? people are just kind of fucking around the first time like when yeah. they need to get serious they get serious and it's like very very interesting um, so um, it changes how does it know game, that you're going for changes. that run it just knows uh, it just well, see that was the weirdest thing. Here's here's the thing. The the stipulations for a genocide run, um, it's like how pass how the true pacifist run. You have to do those three specific things. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a difference between a no mercy run and a genocide. No mercy is you kill anything you come across, but in genocide, um, you go out of your way to make every, sure nothing's yeah, left. Every area where you can encounter random monsters. Uh, there is a maximum number of encounters and for everyone that you kill the encounter counter goes down mm-hmm. so when you kill all of them you can get encounters and nothing will show up and it plays really really creepy and ominous music the trick like it becomes is, a horror game 
It, Pretty it much. takes so long and so much grinding just to trigger like step one of a genocide run that you yeah. have to know that you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much. Unle- unless okay, that makes person, sense. Unless you're the kind of person who like grinds out to like maximum level early in RPGs. And I know people who do that where they're like, I just want to experience the story. So I'm going to grind out and make sure all my battles are like super easy and I could just like run through from there. Um, but like, that's very unlikely in the ruins, which is the first area you have to do it. But, um, yeah, it's, it, all the dialogue changes, like I'd say 75% of how the story goes changes and, and, yeah. and you get a boss encounter that you don't get otherwise. You, you get a couple actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. More, more than one, but I, like everyone always, you know, yeah. thinks of the, the one that you're at the right one. now. The one. Yeah. The really fucking hard one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cause I, 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 um, on our channel, I did like a, I did as close to a pacifist run as you can, but I made sure to not do one thing, not mm-hmm. to hang out with uh, uh, like with one character, and then we mm-hmm. just did like a tacked on like end of the uh, like so it was basically a normal run, and then I just did one thing. I just I didn't hang out with Alphys, and then once you hang mm-hmm. out with Alphys, and then we just did the final boss fight again and got like and it was weird because a lot of people were telling me like oh no a lot of people are saying the true like pacifist run ending is like the the best ending but no i think it's the the normal one is actually just as strong and i'm like okay well we'll see and then the normal run kind of left me a little flat i was like oh okay but you know it's like it's very classic nes game or something it's like (laughs) hey man try it again Mm -hmm. You, you didn't quite do it and then like yeah the the full pacifist ending like i'm not gonna say it changed my life but it changed my life like <laughs> yeah i, I, I view I things differently mean. because i i kind of think at least you know for a small scale games going forward that have you know a strong narrative component like you like if you're trying to top that it's going to be hard like honestly like after undertale it's kind of making me realize like this is why storytelling in games is unique like yeah it's i i hate to like i don't want this to come off come across as like a diss to undertale because i think undertale's writing is great regardless but like the way that the story is presented in several different ways should be like the standard that shouldn't be like oh my Mm. god look what undertale's doing it should be like undertale is a game with good writing but like it, it, no other every other game it is makes, just like you go through the story and the things all happen as we intended and it's like this it, is kind of a movie with gameplay. It, it, it makes you think of all the games you've played and you're like uh this was, <laughs> it just 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 makes the other games look like like crap compared to this like i just came mm. from metal gear 2 which i loved and i this game Ooh. is just fits so well in that category of like it looks old, but it's still a really great game. Yeah, it it doesn't matter amazing. about the graphics. Like, you really, you get kind of, because I played a lot of old games recently, and you kind of forget that you're looking at old stuff. You know, yeah, right. you, you kind if, of if get immersed in just its world. It doesn't matter. The it could, yeah. The nostalgia test. If it passes that test, it's still good, regardless right. of nostalgia. And, and I. I did it I, at first. All right, so cause I, I it's my I hear all these things about Undertale. I finally play it, and I'm talking to George. I get to the end of the, my first run, and I'm like, "What the hell is this? What the hell is this? Do you know that I didn't turn <laughs> the game back me. on? 
George, I didn't turn the you game didn't? back on. I didn't no, know. You're like, is Undertale supposed to crash? And I think I just sent you a smiley face. <laughs> oh, shoot, that's a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. I mean, that, for well, neutral run, I'm fine with it. Oh, okay, I think it's, okay. The, the, real, the real meat comes with the other two runs, so like... Right. It's totally different. I think totally it's been far enough. If you... Sorry for that, but if you don't want some Undertale spoilers, I guess we can just talk I about that we'll super quick. I guess we'll have to so. yeah. edit the earlier spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it could just be like a cut in his audio. How, yeah. how many yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. are we into Undertale anyway? I think it's like oh nine. Maybe we need to, to shift topics real quick. Right. Maybe, but, okay, maybe. Matt. Let, oh, oh, God, <laughs> Matt, Matt. Um, okay. Yes, yes. It's, it was good. It was good. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it. It was, it was good. great. It was yeah, great. Yeah. It was very, good. very briefly, let's gush about Metal Gear. Matt Visual, you love Metal Gear too, right? Yes, Matt absolutely. Muscles, have you ever thought about, oh, I bet this is awkward, getting a like, fan LP request on a guest podcast. Have <laughs> you ever thought about doing Metal Gear 2 for the channel? Um, yeah, like, uh, it's it either bounces between that or Ghost Babel, actually, because we just... Mm, which like, is also good. I, in- it, 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 because I, there's no, every other, you know, maybe retrospectively, but like, Unironically, as well, I think uh, Black Chamber is the best group of bosses in ed- any Metal Gear because there's so more like Slasher, Hawk, Black Arts, Viper, Marionette, <laughs> Owl. I'm sorry, the, that's that's way cooler than anybody else. But it's all shrunk down to a Game Boy Color game, so like I rep them super hard because I, I I think like oh man, I wish this game got a remake or something. Uh, just cause, so these bosses can be like, like you know, kind of seen in their full glory. But I would love, like, I would do Ghost Babel over like Metal Gear Two. Oh but, God, okay. But Metal Gear Two still, like, I-, I would be really interested. But it's so hard, like, comparatively. It, is it? Just don't play one. One is ridiculously old. But part two, but Metal Gear it, Two doesn't feel old. Yeah, it it kind of yeah. Sure, you might get those if you're not paying attention because when you're doing an LP, you're talking and stuff like that. So you you might miss something, but usually it kind of directs you in a direction you need to go. Like it, it's it's not necessarily old in that fact. You can still play to this day. Plus, you have like little kids around always telling you what to do next and stuff right. like that. It's it's you're not gonna get lost. And I mean. You could peek at like a, a walkthrough if you want, but like I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not gonna need it. Yeah, also, it and it doesn't have the Running Man. That's the coolest boss in the game. All right, <laughs> yeah, <no>, Running <laughs> Man. <laughs> running Man is the kid. best. Oh my gosh! Running Man <laughs> versus Black Chamber. Let's pick one for Smash. Ooh, no. <laughs> oh, running Man dashes into the brawl. Very slowly and regularly speed. Oh my god! A few days ago, I heard from someone that it turns out that. You know, uh, Metal Gear Solid was almost considered a remake of Metal Gear 2. I don't know where I heard that. I heard that in some video recently. Did you know? (laughs) uh, (laughs) know? That's that's why I think Metal Gear 2 has the one up on Ghost Babel. Like, sure, Ghost Babel is also a great... 2D Metal Gear like deconstruction, but mm-hmm. it also came out in 2000 on the Game Boy Color, two years after Metal Gear Solid was established. What's amazing about Metal Gear 2 is seeing the same magic happen like in Again. a time where it shouldn't. Like this was made in 1990. Yeah. This was like pre excellent, like super high quality 16 bit storytelling before 
Final Fantasy VI before before like Police Knots and Snatcher. It's uh, it's it's so amazing because I I think of its time, which is also funny because one of my big points I was saying earlier is that it's good enough to where you don't have to like compromise or give it a pass for its time. It's time right. just makes it more interesting to think about like how how miles miles ahead of the curve like late 80s early 90s japanese game storytelling was compared to the rest of the world at the time mm. it, it, it's I, yeah go ahead I'll, just really quickly because i i i think this is a subject i've researched before but i don't quite remember metal gear 2 is not packaged within metal gear solid 3 hd correct it is yeah it is it, it is. is it is okay that's one and that's, two mm-hmm Okay, because I was trying to remember what con- – I know that there was some content that was in subsist- uh, subsistence but was not in the HD re-release. You uh, I- don't have the online mode. You don't yeah. have uh, the, the Ape Escape monkey capture mode. And you also don't have Guy Savage, oh, the, uh, the, the, the hack and slash minigame when, when you get tranked by the yeah. end and wake up in the bed with no idea right, where your right. pants are. <laughs> it's, every day, it's every Tuesday for me. <laughs> i mean how, like how, speaking of that game that could be an easter egg <laughs> just wake up without your pants if you d- turn your d- ps2 on on new year's day 2000 could anyways be. you were saying something <laughs> wow what? it's probably gone now <laughs> sorry i guess the no pants talk kind of distracted, distracted you the you. visual image uh. Um, but yeah, uh, we also have all been, well, I don't, Matt, Matt McSwitcher, have you, have you played The Witness? Uh, I have Uh, downloaded, I have downloaded The Witness, have not yet played it. Okay, okay. I think, I think what George meant to say is, uh, Matt, have you played Game of the Year 2016? Oh my my gosh, please, no, Jimmy, no. It's January. No, Jimmy. I have played 12 hours and i have not found one single thing to make me say this is not as good as i thought it would be mm. oh, I had high expectations do we know no jimmy please please i'm, I'm gotta, nowhere near that okay level. i am you gotta take this in the context that braid has long been one of my favorite games of okay all time. so you're biased is what you're yeah, saying about to you're say. saying you're, you're basically giving jonathan a blow right <laughs> wow Matt that was a really good joke how'd you come up with that one that was really original 10 out of 10 put that on Big Bang Theory I could I'm glad, I'm glad I thought it but he said it <laughs> I think literally the everybody link between Matt Matt telepathy alright um, I'll tell you where I'm at okay alright well I'm, I'm 20 okay. hours into the game holy wow I shot all the all the lasers, okay, to the top of the mountain, except for that stupid town that has ridiculous puzzles. I haven't touched that yet, but I've completed everything else and did some of the secrets. Um, um which be, be yeah. extremely vague. This game came out like four days ago, yeah, but I yeah. know I know mostly what you're talking about. Yeah, well, lasers. I mean, people see that, that in that the trailer. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm 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 in there. I'm deep. Right. Okay. Okay. Have you? Can I talk about the recordings? Um. Okay. I I don't consider them spoilers, really. Yeah. Like, they're just they're, side things. They're, they don't even tell anything. Like it could come off. You can find tape recorders 
in in random places and they're they're kind of like like ooh, did you see this little secret path and you find a tape recording and it's just a person reading off some like famous philosophy quote not not even famous it's mostly they're all kind of about the same thing and that's the only part that i'm like not super into because i'm not really into philosophy connecting the dots making lines yeah, he he seems bed, like George. he's trying to convey something. He's trying to, like, especially when you find some secret stuff, like it's spread out all over the place. Like it's yes. hard. Yeah. Like some yep. of the stuff I found, I'm like, what the hell? And it all goes to, well, some of them go to some place. Yeah. Um, because there's multiple sections of well. secrets that he has around the <laughs> island that are pretty damn smart because the puzzles are, I, I got to admit, puzzles exploring it's great i that's what i like the game for but yeah same sometimes some of the puzzles are not explained properly i disagree and uh, have you gotten to the stars yet well that's a little bit have you gotten to the tetris well you got into the tetris because we talked about it on twitter okay by stars you mean the, the shape stars the stars yeah okay i thought you would just like I thought I was like, Matt, did you just fucking no, no, no? You didn't go into space, space battle or anything like yeah. that. No. <laughs> because no, because I, I am just trying to take this game for like. No, I, don't I know, know you. I'm not end. spoiling anything. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the start. Um, like you see that, like it's just a puzzle piece. Like I think I've, I think I've done like nine of the sections so far. I did the puzzle, the the Tetris pieces. Okay, um, which that was probably the hardest to figure out. But now that I understand it. It's just the hardest to apply because um, it's really it's something that's really hard to wrap your head around. Um, Did you finish so, that hair that area? Yes, I finished. I've, oh, all the, all the areas I've been to, I've finished. And when you finished it, do you feel like you understood the last bits of that when it introduced um, another mechanic? Oh God, I'm trying to remember back because okay, I, I, I don't, don't want to spoil it, but it, yeah, for for I, people who don't know, okay, if you guys don't understand, like it, it, there's they inter- they slowly introduce you to certain things. The the, the puzzles start very easy. They're yes, it's they a use, line. You're drawing a line like, in a in a puzzle, but yeah. they switch it in very creative ways. Like yeah, the, yeah. the team does a really good job. Like, it's really good in the beginning phase. I feel like the strongest moments is when you're thrown out there and you're just venturing off into f- figuring which puzzles you can do first because mm-hmm. each area has certain places where you can learn mechanics. Um, I don't know if people really realize that. That's probably more of a helpful tip than a spoiler. It's Yeah, it's a um, tip because... Because I think you might yeah. want to do that because I think most people are going to play this game they're gonna miss the point of the game, yeah, or, that's or they're me gonna right quit, now. and they're gonna that's quit. Totally me right now. What? See I'm, that? Do, are, do, are you finding it a little pretentious, a little bit? I'm like I feel. I'm I mean, <laughs> Jonathan Blow game. Pretentious. Be pretentious. Oh <laughs> my god! Yes. You say that based off of literally one game, and you haven't yeah, yeah. even played the second one well, yet. Yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just want to say I, I played it I'm for. I'm not wrong though. <laughs> You're not. I, but Braid also is amazing anyway. Um, it is. But I, I played it for an hour just a couple nights ago. They didn't send me a review build until the day of launch, which kind of bummed me out because I wanted to have a review out on the review de- on the launch day and then have it out this build. week. But I ended up. It's going to be a week late, whatever. But I'm still going to play it all the way through and then do what I can to like it. But I got to say, I've only been able to play an hour so far, and it did not hook me See, in the slightest. See, Everyone says I, that. Okay. 
Let yeah. me let me just give my piece yeah. real quick. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because yeah. I, I have a collective amount of thoughts that I've like really gone over to make sure that I'm not d being like a biased piece of shit. I, I, I'm not joking. Faces. I'm not joking about oh, the fact that I, I consider this a potential for my game of the year because it's just, just like so strong to start oh the year off with. Oh my god, it's only January. And? and well, I did the same thing January for Ori the Blind Forest. Forest. I love Street that game. Fighter's not out yet. Give <laughs> a shit about Street Fighter. <laughs> 3D um, Realms' bombshell is not out yet. Oh, yeah. my God. Anyway, so The Witness. All right. So, first of all, I, um, I, get my, I guess my one complaint, actual complaint, is that the game, for the graphical fidelity of it, does not seem super optimized for a PC. Uh, mm. I, I'm sure people with better computers than mine have no problem. But I have no issue running a lot of games on higher ultra and I get a lot of screen tearing and frame rate lag if I run this on anything above medium, which means I'm running it at full screen 720, which is That's not weird. optimal. Ooh. But it's still 60 frames. It still looks beautiful. I would just prefer if it was a bit better. It's really like the stuff that gets me is like reflections and shadows look like shit mm. in the, the mode I'm running. But like not a huge deal. Um, that's like me for not being able to afford a PC, <laughs> essentially. Oh, well. Uh, but... So you were saying the first hour didn't hook you. Didn't hook me. Um, for the first hour, I was feeling apprehensive. Yeah. Because the previews were like, okay, so you're on an island and you do solve some puzzles. mazes. Mm -hmm. So I spend an hour trying to solve the first like four puzzles. And then I wander off for the rest of the island and see how far I can get. Don't really see anything like really striking my attention. Like Braid, you're feeling the tingles in the first room. And mm. a whole hour has gone by, and I've like felt little. Yeah, nothing. Dude, it's nothing. a different nothing game. Nothing caught your attention walking across the island. Not a single thing. I mean, there's like a pretty little overlook, but but that was like 20 minutes in, and then it's just uh, there's You're no music. No. There hasn't been a single music track for there, like there, an hour. Oh there is God, no dude. music. It, it's it's supposed to calm you, dude. It's supposed to. You know, yeah, you have, to go you have a lot of you have a lot of preconceived <laughs> notions about what this game should be doing, is what I'm going to say on that. Our, tell yeah, tell us why you like it, uh, Jimmy. So I, yeah, I know. yeah. So, so we can move so, on. After the first hour, where I was like, okay, so this this is just like drawing mazes, like like these mazes that I'm solving are literally just like get around the parts you can't go by and find the end. And I was like, that's a little. I hope this isn't what it all turns out to be. And then I got to the first like secluded section of the game where it's like, here's some puzzles and now there's a mechanic that is introduced into them. And that's what the, that's where this game starts to shine is that yes, all of the puzzles technically are solving a maze, but the thing about it is every area of the Island introduces something different that alters how, you have to solve mazes and everything. And the mazes are really just you writing down a solution. Whereas the puzzle involves exploring and understanding the environment. And it gets to like, God, I don't know how to describe it. I guess like, okay, without spoiling anything, if like braid, I would consider to be a game that uses one singular mechanic and then expands on it all the way to the very end of the game and it's always the same mechanic yeah right so they never try and you know ride on this like gimmicky like oh let's toss another thing in there let's toss like a really weird thing it's like it is platforming and altering time 
Now let's take that and explore every possible angle of that. The Witness is that. It's you solve some mazes and there's contextual clues in the environment. And then they just ramp it up and they give you like 500 different versions of that as you go through. And there's a lot of other stuff that I don't think you've gotten to experience yet, George. That are you haven't experienced anything at yeah, one yeah. hour. Anything. First hour is scratching the surface, but I still feel like there should be some hook in the first hour of anything. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I really did not find anything not to be hooked by when I'm like walk out that first gate that you unlock, and it's just like pink trees in the distance in one direction, a desert in another direction, like a cool watchtower in the distance, and I'm like. I want to see all these places. Like, what is what's over there? And I just immediately like went to the first thing that was closest to me. So I don't know. I, yeah. Also, r- last note. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the music stuff. Once you get into the areas where sound is used, this game has pretty fucking amazing sound design. I like. I put it up there in one of my favorites as far as like sound and ambient like but, noise, but still no music. Per- like no, there, there is there is music, but it's very sparsely used, and it's okay. usually, like I said, ambient stuff. So like, you're not gonna get like, you're not gonna get the little ditty at the start of Braid, where you're like, like nothing like that. Okay. Let let me just say, this game will push you to your limits of 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 puzzles. I would yeah. say it, it 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 challenges you to quit at some mm. some point. Some points, like you just. It, it's it's I feel like the hardest part is understanding the puzzles like fully and not just like brute forcing your way. Like it will he will tell you something and then break the rules. Um Yeah, but they it but it always makes sense. It's like a thing you didn't think about before. See and it's like that works for some, but I, I feel like some puzzles make just, just make no sense that like he just wanted to like, oh you I want it this way. You're gonna do it this way. Like it's, it's that a little like, bit that overboard. Like an old school adventure game puzzle. Like there's some that you know make sense. You could look at them and just go, yeah, no, that's how that works. But then there's like how how there is only one way to solve this, and how would I ever really understand? Because I can't think like you. You know, game designer, whoever, whoever that it's, designs it's it. It's blow that basically. You're like understanding blow. Thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's I, funny then that its inspiration is is missed because yeah. yeah that's yeah. and that's the thing is also I think people saying that this game is like like oh so it's missed like that yes to a degree but it's like saying like oh Super Meat Boy is just Super Mario Brothers like yeah I'm like like Whoa. no but super like, up yes version. they're both platformers where you find the princess at the end and like the concepts are the same but like. The homage is pretty much skin deep as far as the witness to mist, but it's definitely there. Like uh, it's obvious that it's a there's a lot of homage to mist, but Um, I think I think mist itself is underutilized because I've been long longing for a multiplayer mist with kill streaks and 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 (laughs) DLC microtransactions. It's it's not come along yet. I'm just. When 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 it happens, my hunger strike finally over. Okay, uh, Matt Kotick. <laughs> yes. Um. What what have, what have you been playing the past week that we have not talked about that you do want to like gush about for for a few minutes before we do the break? 
Um, I, you know, I'm not sure if you guys have, have talked about it recently, but like, you know, I bought it at launch, but then mm-hmm. I didn't really have to put time into it. But uh, I've been playing uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider quite oh, a bit cool. over the last couple of days. And like, I, I worked on the original Tomb Raider, the, the original like uh, reboot uh, from a few years ago. <laughs> the years original ago. reboot. <laughs> the original reboot. It's, it's hard because now when you're in a, a realm of reboot, sometimes, and not a lot of reboots, you know, get enough traction. You know mm. what I mean? They either die off or they just – that's a one-off bit. This is the second reboot technically, but whatever. Um, but I, I worked on the original one. I, I tested the, the awful multiplayer mode that, that barely anyone even remembers. Um, oh, I, yeah, I, I remembered it this week for the video. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and I've been playing that uh, quite a bit, and I'm I'm I much prefer it. I think it's a I think it's one of the few game the few AAA games last year that didn't immediately disappoint everybody. Like I never really heard any bad things about it per se. Like you know bugs and Fallout or Metal Gear Story or you know it hasn't really had any you know swirling things around. Fallout did or... get angry about the um, <laughs> Xbox what? One console exclusivity, which turned out to be like almost nothing. Nothing. Almost nothing. <laughs> a yeah. whole month of console exclusivity. Ooh. I uh, no, it was two. Terminator uh, came two? out. It doesn't. Terminator like came it. out the same day as Fallout Four, which still feels Whoa. like yesterday. <laughs> it still, still feels, feels like, like the worst decision in gaming history. <laughs> it, it it does, but um, I'm enjoying it a lot because uh, uh the there's like a kind of story thing that happens very early on within the, the first two hours that I think was like, wow, that's really interesting. And I didn't see that coming. It has just something, has something to do with the villain. And I was just like, Oh, that's, that's cool. And one of the things I disliked about the original, uh, whatever, <laughs> Tomb Raider 2013, <laughs> the original Tomb Raider reboot was like, the story <laughs> was basically nothing. And I hated everyone on the USS stereotype that hung around with Lara that I hated. I'm glad they're all, gone and and whatever and it's all her and she's not freaking out every three seconds when she's killing someone or something she's just Mm. she's just being video game protagonist now and i'm like glad that that whole thing of guns does she still moan does she just still goes "Uh, uh, uh," all over and over again um (laughs) not as much but it's still there the voice actress for lara incredibly good when delivering dialogue incredibly nice. shitty when doing everything else i find it's just so <laughs> overactive like oh, oh. yeah that like that lovely yeah it's it's lovely still turn off the lights dude and sounded like the the fucking grape smashing meme video <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. No. yeah 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 no it's, i know what you're talking about um oh boy. but but i'm i'm enjoying it and the real the real star of the show though is like um I haven't, like, you know, 100% confirmed this, but because I don't work there anymore. But um, IDOS Montreal, that made, you know, um, uh, uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, they, a small team, helped, did, basically did the multiplayer for the first reboot. Um, and that's what they were utilized for. And, you know, I, I, I've talked to a few people. Uh, Liam on our side also was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what apparently IDOS Montreal, instead of being utilized for a multiplayer that nobody wanted and everyone basically forgot even existed, they were they were actually responsible for creating the optional tombs that you find uh, scattered throughout all the maps. And like, I it, they must have been because they're too well-designed 
and too much of a, a joy to play through because they're all environmental puzzles. They're all these little isolated. Every single one you find is completely different to the last one. Like the first one you find in the game, it says optional tomb is is located somewhere and the map does not tell you where. So you have to find the entrance to it, but you know it's around here somewhere. And it was like an upside down Viking ship that was buried in the ice and you have to vertically crawl up it. And then the next one is like in a, in a underground cistern where you have to control water levels and the next one after they're all incredibly designed. And I, and I feel really strongly that that makes sense that another developer handled those rooms exclusively because there's no way that I, I can imagine crystal dynamics were able to balance everything and like have a good, you know, like packed map with lots of stuff to do. And these amazing little like, classic tomb raider feeling puzzle rooms uh they're they're the they they say they say optional tombs but they're mandatory dungeons to me mandatory go to every single one yeah yeah yeah. they they not do multiplayer in this one at all no multiplayer at all and instead they put in good there you go kids that's how you do it yeah Yeah. no and and uh, I was I was streaming it not too long ago, and I couldn't find one of the optional tombs. And and every time, like I warped into the area, the the marker kept saying, popping up, saying optional tomb is nearby. And I'm like, I know, I'm too <laughs> stupid to find it. And, and and sometimes you'll go, and you'll need like a little, you'll need an item to get to them. Like you'll get to the entrance, and I'll say, no, you need like the grappling hook to access this area if you want to. Or you'll need like a like a breathing tank to get underwater. Oh, so it's to, a Metroidvania. It. it it is, and that like nothing nothing so far like for story progression, it hasn't said so far like you need this to get to this like uh, part of the area. It's all the optional like to get. And and the the smart thing about them is that every time you complete one of these things, uh, they always give you a skill that I'm like holy shit. That's a good fucking skill to to have. It's like basically like a free like XP boost. So uh, really enjoying that right now. That's uh, of anything new. That's what I've been playing this week. Cool. Well, the PC version just came out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Destructoids editor had troubles with it, but everyone else seems to be pretty okay with like <laughs> terms of performance and graphical options. And I've actually been looking forward to getting into these games. I have um, 2013 ready to go on my Steam link. Nice. But um I I have have been tempted to start it up many times, but maybe maybe I will in the future at some point in time after this break. And we're back. We're <laughs> we're back to uh blitz through the news really fast. Um I don't know this it's just fortunate that we have Matt Switcher here with us mm-hmm. because I don't know if any one of us like really plays or cares that much about Mortal Kombat, but I know you guys do. I I I have a, you know, a passing interest in Mortal Kombat. Not as good as the PS2 Mortal Kombats that are so <laughs> so have aged incredibly well, but what do you what do you have? Well, well, that's probably. <laughs> I have a story that is literally probably not that relevant or exciting for someone in your position at all. But, but as someone in my position who does want to get on into the franchise and also likes likes fighting games every now and again, and also plays games on PC, it's it's like really kind of disappointing to see the way Warner Brothers is treating you. <laughs> oh no, the, they don't. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. What? So, Warner Brothers? Well, bad news? Video games? They weren't always bad. What? They made Bastion. <laughs> what? What, the, what happened? Anyways, they didn't make Bastion. They, they published, published it. Bastion. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Um, they're they're dropping support for the PC version of MKX. There's there's not going to be any DLC, no Game of the Year edition, and it's also been left in kind of like an unpatched state after a very, very rocky launch. The first patch of which broke Damn. everyone's save games. Yeah, calling it a rocky launch is like... It was bad. It was really bad. I had a a friend of mine who wanted to play Mortal Kombat X, so he bought the PC version and was like, yeah, but then it was terrible. And so he ended up going out. He couldn't play it on his machine, so he went out and bought someone's, like, a a skeezy drug dealer's Xbox One from the back of a truck for $200 (laughs) and ended up playing that version instead. So I guess, like, those are the lengths people will go to to revolt themselves from the PC version of MKS. Which is it's a rocky, rocky launch. You know what a rocky launch was? The Hindenburg, <laughs> like, like MKX on PC. I uh, we we, oh, we covered humanity. this. <laughs> we covered oh the fatality. Um, we we, we okay. covered this topic a bit on our own podcast, and like uh, my my opinion hasn't changed. It's like Warner Brothers has done this before. I think it was they sold a season pass for Batman Arkham uh, Origins on the Wii U. Then just canceled it, and then but people had bought it, you know, for yeah. the Wii U, it's... and like, yeah, no, I can get it. It underperformed. You don't want to waste time. And they, you know, they, I think they gave people refunds or whatever. But now MKX has been out on the PC so long, you can't even get a Steam refund if you're unhappy with this, I believe. And the other thing is that if if they feel uh, the PC version is not up to snuff it's like yeah okay don't sell your combat pack with the extra characters if you feel like it's not gonna whatever make you money and yeah Mm. don't put in you know um uh the mkxl like special edition whatever game of the year thing but the fact that mk is getting a completely overhauled online system that uses ggpo literally the best type of online infrastructure you can have for a fighting game like that not at least being reworked for the pc version like let the thing that does exist let that be as best as it can be before you write off all support because whatever it didn't perform as well as mortal kombat x mobile which mm. I I'm so pissed every day I have to look at Ed Boon and Nether Realm on my Twitter <laughs> spamming about MK Mobile. I'm like, who the fuck plays Mortal Kombat Mobile? Like I I don't even get it because that thing plays. I played it for a bit and plays like that terrible WWE game, Immortals <laughs> that had like the greatest concept ever, but it was like a shitty you know charge whatever whatever it was. I don't fucking care. I'm so I don't know. pissed. You're like. <laughs> Also going down a really far hole. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. The, the wrestling but... mobile game. Why can't they make it more like that? <laughs> because the. Do you know why? Because Warner Brothers or whoever canceled oh. a million awesome oh, no. uh, WWE games, like ones okay. that played like Power Stone, and I'm still pissed about that. Where Vince McMahon was in a giant Hitler mech, <laughs> and I don't get to play that. But I, I get MK there were Mobile. wrestling games that played like Power Stone. I, there isn't. Oh, okay. they canceled them. <laughs> anyway, that's, but um, my, my point being is that, like, yeah, it really sucks that this, like, the the um, the PC version of NKX never 
I've never heard people that it was ever like, you know, great. So it really sucks that they're not even at least getting this, you know, overhauled online infrastructure because at least throw them a bone that way, you know? And it's also kind of sad to me that Warner Brothers is getting this reputation now because, I mean, for the past few, like over the past five years, like they haven't always had bad PC releases. Like, like I said, they did Bastion and I mean... I don't know. It's like a million leagues harder to fuck up a 2D game, but people have done it. They uh, handled all the Batman releases, only one of which was was really super Terrible. controversial. Um, I think Shadow of Mordor was fine on yeah, PC, too. Fear 3, too. They published that one. Mm. But but yeah, apparently they're 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 not trustworthy now. Oh, no. Don't buy season passes, by the way. <laughs> Never, ever. I mean, Go speaking pre-order. of them, like, canceling one for, for the Wii. Anyways, uh, next up we have um, esteemed bullshitter Pin Gillette and uh, unenthused bullshitter Randy Pitchford opening <laughs> up a Dice Summit this year with a talk about lying. Wow. It's a little on the nose there, Randy. <laughs> we yeah. see what you did there. Um, I mean, like... Any more on the nose than Peter Molyneux would be attending this as well. Oh gosh! <laughs> so great if it says that the that this talk begins at eight p.m. but it actually begins at ten p.m. <laughs> no, if it begins at six p.m. and people show up and they're leaving the stage as they walk in. How do we how do we quickly summarize the history of why people hate Randy Pitchford right now? For our more casual listeners who might not know what Randy Pitchford is, uh, uh, I hate his aliens, colonial marines. He hate his dumb jacket. <laughs> okay. Okay. Terrible. Uh, uh, Randy Pitchford, yeah, um, was is, is in charge of Gearbox, especially when they were th- doing this whole kerfuffle with Aliens Colonial Marines, which turned out to be a kerfuffle involving a lawsuit where they got sued by by Sega, right, for for misappropriating funds that were supposed to go to le- to Colonial Marines, but ended up going into the Borderlands franchises. Which means if you like Borderlands, you probably don't hate Randy Pitchford as much as the rest of people. But mm. but Randy Pitchford evidently got caught in a lot of trouble for lying about where their mu- publisher money from Sega was going and what they were working on and also the quality of the game so of course he might be an expert on lying so he is opening up a dice summit with the talk called assumptions and expectations with interactivity and magic the talk will have magic (laughs) magic the talk will have (laughs) gillette and pitchford discussing the art of misdirection expectation deruption and just plain old-fashioned lying and that's according to the actual press release yeah wow so one thing that confuses me is a little farther in this article. It says, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, it says earlier this year, the two, meaning uh, Gillette and, and uh, <laughs> the Pitchford, best a man can get, <laughs> announced that they were making a sequel to Desert Bus. Yeah. Is Pen Gillette a game dev? Uh, they, they, I think they designed the original Desert Bus, which makes sense because it's just like a stupid little joke game and they do stupid little joke shows. Well, oh, they, okay. They, I, I, didn't, I don't know what they, Desert Bus they, is. They, so. no, oh, you don't? Uh, De- Ooh, this is fun. Desert, Desert Bus is a, is a really weird mini game that's on the Penn & Teller uh, Sega CD game. <laughs> uh, Penn & Teller's Smoking That is such Mirror. a Sega CD <laughs> title say a uh, uh, pen and teller's smoke and mirrors yeah. and from what i understand they had <sighs> input on on the design of the game and apparently i think desert bus is an eight hour real-time 
bus driving simulator that was designed to make fun of video games. Mm-hmm. Like the, the bus veers slightly to the left or right as you drive in real time from like yeah. Las Vegas to Phoenix, Arizona or something through the desert. And uh, so wait, Jibby, you've never heard of this marathon? Like people stream it for charity on Twitch all yeah, the time. Yeah. Desert bus? No. Desert bus for charity. Yeah. Um, so what they're doing now are, are presumably wacky joke VR games that, that they're going to be pushing during this talk. Uh, the, the press release and article say Gillette and Pitchford will then lead members of the audience through a magic trick that will move from live theater to virtual reality. And All right, all right. Calling it now. The magic trick is it leads them into the VR port, part, and then in the VR part they find uh, Goddess, but it's completed, and then they like they like get to play it, and then when they take off their VR, it's it's Penn and Randy Pitchford and Peter Molyneux, and they form the Triforce, and that's it. And then we get our wish, and it changes all of our lives. Yeah, that um, is got it. lore. Yeah, <laughs> that was a true center of the Tootsie uh, Curiosity Ball. Mm. <laughs> that's his next game. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what Randy Pitchford, like, you know, as, like even aside from uh, Colonial Marines, he'd be like, I'm really good at misdirection and tricking people. I tricked a lot of people to buy Duke Nukem forever. Yep. Or like, you know, like he has other weapons in his arsenal of like trickery. And I've like, I wa- I actually watched uh, Randy Pitchford have a talk uh, here in Montreal because um, there's like a... Um, there's like an independent uh, game like conference that happens here about once a year. And he had a talk about Duke Nukem Forever and was actually quite uh, forthcoming about it. It was like not long after release. He's like, yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't nail that. We uh, wasn't good. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's that's always nice to, to hear someone kind of passing up. And he showed art of like their version of Duke Nukem. Like he showed like a more like like not to say gritty but a more like you know subtle like render or something of duke nukem and he was like yeah i know this is uh yeah this is where we're going with duke and that was like five years ago that talk was happening and i assume that all these other lawsuits and 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 things that happened have just delayed that immensely and i I um, was about to say wasn't there another uh lawsuit over the duke over their ownership yeah. of the Duke Nukem rights, like what rights they owe. Is it Duke Nukem or the whole thing? Which means now 3D Realms can't release Duke Nukem 3D on its own. It was, they it have was to make Bombshell like, instead. <laughs> yeah, no, Bombshell was going to be a, a brand new Duke Nukem game, and then uh, 3D Realms uh, sued them for something. So they changed it to bomb Bombshell, and I'm like, oh, okay, sure, I guess. I mean, it's not. Was I hankering for a new Duke Nukem game, or wasn't really? I mean, I think the question was, do they own the rights to Duke Nukem forever, or Duke Nukem the character? And and now they own. Yeah, they they own Duke Nukem, but they can't make Duke Nukem games. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) Video games are super. Wait, how? But uh, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm going to have to fact check this, but until then, we're going to talk about how uh, EA is trying not to be a greedy beast, according to their new CEO, Andrew Wilson. Ah! (laughs) Nice. 
Um, this that's, these, that's my thoughts. That's that's <laughs> your thoughts. Not trying to be a greedy beast says greedy beast. Yeah. These these hilariously ironic quotes came from the BC Tech Summit, in which shortly after saying that that's not what we're trying to do, he then um kind of sort of pushes and talks about how great their idea of pushing games as a service is. And I love this next quote. For the longest time in civilization, we would spend money as human beings. Then we would spend time where we spent our money. That's reversed now. And and this quote somehow is about EA access. You That sounds like an That sounds like a like a opening crawl for a dystopian Mad Max style movie in which everyone is subscribed to EA access. <laughs> You come in and play a bunch of games, and ultimately you invest after that, is is the <laughs> idea of the new EA CEO trying to push EA access. Like, all, all I know is that I bought that new terrible FMV-based Need for Speed game, mm -hmm. and I oh. started it up in single player, and then I was watching a cutscene, and it booted me out to the main menu because it said the server's... <laughs> We're experiencing problems, so I wasn't able to play my yeah, single-player game. That's because that single-player uh, game is a service. Yeah, but I wanted to look at the bad FMV, and it wasn't allowed, so... No, hey man. they weren't providing you with that service at that time. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I don't like the fact that you're definitely calling EA a greedy beast when they are definitely the saints of the video game industry. Mm -hmm. How dare you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This irks me. Um... Moving on, you know what what doesn't irk, vex anyone? I don't think anyone's vexed over the uh, Platinum TMNT, which yeah. now has an official reveal trailer. Yeah, both mats were really excited about this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so hyped, dude. This is, this is my first time hearing about this. I'm going to watch the trailer dude, in the you, just, just, just play it in the background, man. Like, yeah, I, I mean, long. you, you should like hear the voice seconds. acting, which, I don't know, it's a trailer, so, you know, you, it, could, it could be worse or whatever, but... It sounded actually pretty good. Yeah, it looks fun it, and campy. It, it was, yeah, I mean, like, I'm like okay with should. that. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with their style. Like, I, I can't. I played Transformers on the hard. Like, I'm all into just them taking these old cartoons and making a game out of it. <laughs> I'm, I am so down with Where, this like, right now. Where's my Gem and the Holograms rhythm game? Yes. <laughs> like that <laughs> Gem and the Holograms platinum. character action beat em up. Beat em, yeah, I would. I would. Where's my Street Sharks? I fucking oh, love... Oh, I play the fuck out of Street Sharks. I fucking sharks. love that Platinum yeah. is doing this because I think one of my first impressions when, when playing like Bayonetta and Rising... Uh, which were the first two Platinum games I played, was, holy crap, this is basically what happens when you're a kid smashing action figures together, yes. and now you're yep. actually smashing the smashing actual action, action figures. figures together. Yeah. Well said, well said. Um, uh, I, I was going to say really briefly, though, that the only kind of sort of bummer right now is that um, there was that other TMNT game that was released a few years ago that was on digitally uh, out of the shadows, which was, which is kind of a mess, but it, it had like, it had some charm and it had some good ideas, but technically it was a mess and performed poorly, but it did a neat thing where you could play the main story mode uh, online uh, in co-op and uh, some other stuff too, but it had a local arcade like, multiplayer mode where all like four people locally mm -hmm. could play it and it's very level based there's no real story and they put that extra mode in there for and like right now as it, as it stands uh this new tmnt game has uh, doesn't have any local component at all 
which I'd be like, you know, that's fine. But, you know, even like a real rudimentary, you know, arcade sort of replication of that where four people can play on one uh, screen would be cool. But, I mean, um, you don't know what the type of budget this is on this type of thing. And, well, at the end of the day, you know, fuck it. It's platinum. So but, Yeah, it's platinum. And, like, okay, this is, like, kind of sort of what my video was about. It was, like, weird... Uh, kind of like expectations and demands being applied to franchises that might not be like <clears throat> having a developer suited for it. Like Platinum like does arcade style beat-em-ups, right? But they don't really have like co-ops. Whereas Teenage Mutant no. Ninja Turtle games, on the other hand, are famous for co-op arcade beat-em-ups. And so it's like yeah. how, I mean, I get it, but I also don't get it. Like, like, I get where the demand comes from, but I don't know. Like, like I'm not, I, I don't know what a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle is, and I know what a Platinum game is, so I look at this more as a Platinum game than a TMNT game. Mm. What's, the, what's the Teenage it's, Mutant Ninja Turtle? Well, <laughs> well, the old school games, it's like one of my first games I played. You know, you grab the pizza the, the, to get Turtles more health. Yeah, you to get health, and you, you play with your friend dive kicking all over the place to, to, to <laughs> yeah, get everybody. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that was... That was my experience of the game back then, you know. That, but I mean, I'm totally cool with seeing them being super hype because that's what platinum games are, right? Like super yeah, yeah. hype. Like it's long. Like I don't. When looking at a trailer, I don't see Legend of Korra budget. So no, I don't either. I don't either. Because Legend of Korra, I uh, that was my first experience with a platinum game, and I was just like, oh. Oh, wow, this is garbage. Was, was yeah, I know. Yeah, I this know. Is what everyone oh, loves oh, so much. Yeah, God. exactly. Until I got to the end boss. <laughs> oh. The end boss was actually pretty, pretty ridiculous. I'm like, man, what? What did they pull all the resources for the end boss or something? Like, because that's I what think, it felt like. And I was I like, oh, I've, this is I've, the reason why you like <laughs> platinum games. Yeah, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I don't know if Matt McMuscles knows. But I want to relay it real quickly. But when I first found out that Matt Visual hadn't played a platinum game, I was like, okay, we got to do this. So I load up Bayonetta <laughs> on the Xbox 360, and and I'm like trying to get him into it. I'm like, okay, no, there's no tutorial. You just mash buttons as you're falling through a clock tower, shooting through the right. atmosphere, and and then it red rings in like that prologue opening <laughs> fight scene. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Over yeah. the next week, I buy a Wii U just so I have a machine to play Bayonetta on and, and throw the old Xbox in the trash. Because right. it literally red ringed through like me trying to show someone how cool Platinum is. But anyway, that's all. Matt, Matt have you ever played uh, uh, Mad World? Mad World? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, you man. That was one of the games I just missed when, back then on the Wii. Oh, yeah, and, and we have Wiis that? now. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you you can try that, or like if you Mad want to go World. down the emulation route on your PC, like you can get Mad World looking like 4K. Oh, uh, it, it it looks really really awesome with the, the the black and white contrast and stuff. And it's one of those games that's like you either love it or you hate it, but it's it's short, it's sweet, and like and you know like the the you know, the music. That's what we were talking about. Is like, will this TMNT game have a cool Mad World like hip hop like New York? soundtrack because it's turtles oh, i'm sure it will I'm oh sure god will. i because i want the return. like anarchy reigns as well had like an amazing fucking soundtrack that's super super listenable and i'm not sure if you guys seen that like you know tmnt this particular game has been known to exist since like yeah. late november because it got like you know an esrb leak then it mm -hmm. got an achievement uh leak and one of the achievements said explore all of the open world 
Mm. So people are thinking it's going to be an actual, well, you know, a reasonable assumption is that's going to be chunks of like open world, like like neighborhoods, like boroughs mm-hmm. in New York, which which makes sense. Like I, I'm like a gigantic overworld. I don't know. I don't think get, they have the budget for that. But if we get a TMNT game that's like the first Crackdown game, then I am fucking all in on that. Yeah, no, it, I I would love it as well, and. The, the other weird thing is that the, this weird angle that we kind of tackle the story on is that like since November, there hasn't been any confirmation until this trailer that this game exist, existed and mm-hmm. Platinum put out that little teaser that says the official leak happens tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow being this past Tuesday, but then the trailer was actually leaked before that. Mm, that's, because that's... someone found it on the Xbox Live Marketplace, the trailer, and mm-hmm. uploaded like a shitty resolution of it. So it got leaked before the official leak leaked. What a sign so, of the times. I'm glad that they can like keep their sense of humor about it because like really nothing gets barely anything gets officially announced anymore. I think the last big surprise. No, I was going to say Fallout 4, but that wasn't a surprise either because in the months leading up to it, there were leaks yeah. relating to its existence. I mean, yeah, it was right. a rumor stage, but like this, it wasn't totally unexpected. <laughs> so there's like the official leak leaks tomorrow. <laughs> so random side note before we move off yeah, of yeah. Platinum, but uh, how about we get a Platinum version of Beautiful Joe? Oh, Surprise, Beautiful that's Joe? almost kind of what Beautiful <laughs> Joe is. No, I, I, I like I know what Beautiful Joe is. I'm saying like let's get like the next one, make Platinum do it. Yeah, well, I mean no one else is doing it. But then two Japanese companies have to cooperate throw away their honor <laughs> and actually talk to each other oh. again. Okay, okay, <laughs> Matt, like, you would actually know about this. Like, what the hell happened? Like, why were Capcom and S and K like so able to to do crossovers back in the late 90s early 2000s and why like what the what the hell what the hell happened to that i i think one of the reasons why is because uh towards uh you know all the capcom versus sng's uh games coming out snk was in you know like nicely to say dire fucking straits and the deal actually kind of saved them for a little bit they're able mm. to like continue making games, so I think they were kind of desperate at the time to kind of sign the deal to get that done. But Capcom Platinum, I, I I would love to be wrong, but I don't see like Capcom ever giving Platinum like a cool franchise, one of their legacy franchises to work on. Like I just don't see that happens so rarely because so many uh, Platinum employees were disgruntled, pissed off Capcom employees that got mm-hmm. when they were just a clover. You know, and make God hand and made whatever they want, and like I, I've heard, like they 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 claim like Capcom didn't market the games properly; they just kind of buried them. And you know, there's there's all in the bad blood uh, with Shinji Mikami still, even though he doesn't officially work at Platinum. He has ties with like Japanese comp, like American companies will bury the hatchet as long as exactly. there's fucking money to be made. And, and Japan is like, no samurai armor. And that, are an honor and, and just don't know honor. That was my like, first thought. I was like, yeah, why wouldn't they? I mean, they definitely have the connections. They actually worked on that game before they were platinum, like some of the same people. And and then I have to remember, like, no, Konami will, like, take the name out of the credits of a n- names yeah. project 
for just just for the sake of like inner office pol- politic bullshit no one else cares about except Konami. Mm. And and yeah, I don't know. Like I hate I guess that's a stereotype and I hate to stereotype, but it seems to ring true in a lot of a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh anyways, okay, we we should move on blitz through the last 3. Uh we got first up Scott of the last 3. Scott Cawthorn is pulling Five Nights at Freddy's World from Steam, refunding customers and promising a free and much more polished re-release for everyone. Which uh it, it, yeah, okay. It, if it's in any of these situations, if your thing is free, if your apology is free, then it's fine. Yeah, it's totally you know fine. I mean? Like if if you have to say, man, I sure fucked up. And if you don't charge, then like what what can I? Yeah, you, there's, you, there's not much to say negative about this part of the situation. But people hate on these games so much, and I, I never really understood that. Like, they're only $5. I get that he cranks them out, but when you're cranking something out for $5, it's like... Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty to be said about how the original, the, like, Five Nights, the four Five Nights games, like, the actual, like, the horror ones, how they were all different in specific ways. Like, if he had made all four of those... Like just magically with no you know fan input or whatever. If you just like come up with all those ideas, mash them together, and release them as one game that was like four parts of a story, and you play it as one long game for like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would have said like these are too similar. They would have been like, oh, these are cool, unique parts of the same game, but because they're released separately, it's like, Ugh. but yeah, this one, no, I can see that. It's, it's, if if like, he I, is I, shoveling out shovelware, then he's like. Being the He's, smartest and most polite shovelware developer that yeah, that keeps I, cropping up in the news. He's doing a good job about it. I mean, this whole Five Nights Worlds thing, like I watched a couple people play some gameplay and it looks pretty bog standard, like my first RPG kind of stuff. There's right. a lot of things wrong with like the interface. I mean, there's there's a lot of things wrong with it, but... I was but hoping now it's free. Because, yeah, after I saw that it was like getting trashed, and after seeing that like it's not, like there's nothing that I can really defend about it. Uh, I was hoping that it wasn't gonna like kill his spirit all at once after having four games back to back to back to back where everyone was just like, "This is the best game ever," and because I don't want him to leave games, I want Scott Cawthon to like become a good game developer or like make something different. I want to see what else he can do, but. uh doesn't look like that's the case. It looks like he's going to buckle down, make it better, and then move on. Yeah. So that's cool. Which is like... I mean, that's like the first developer to have like a million subscribers on his YouTube channel. You know? (laughs) Like, the the world trailer's got like six million views. Like, it's ridiculous how popular these things are. Yep. Uh, Man. The the pressure, dude. The pressure is ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, that fan art. (laughs) Oh gosh! Exactly. I can't wait to see that at a con with you know no pants. If any, mm. if, if only Jonathan Blow was classy enough to put furries in his game, maybe he would be. <laughs> you know what? I haven't finished The Witness yet. I'll let you know <laughs> if I find any furries in it. Well, Magfest is coming. It, it up. just turns into right. a furry ball convention. Yeah. If you're going to yeah. Magfest, please, please, I need some Freddy porn, like live, just I don't. walking You'll around. Get it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's make it happen. 
Um, um, are, this are, is getting are, weird. Are so instead, you... let's talk about how <laughs> E3 is actually not going to have an E E3. EA is actually not going to have an E3 booth. You know what I almost said? What did you almost say? I George? almost said that E3 was not going to have an E3 booth this year. But oh, <laughs> dang. E3, Can't even get I keep saying it, EA is uh, instead it, it going to be doing their own. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me help you. Okay. A big greedy beast is not going to have a, a booth at E3 this year. Uh, no. I mean, I don't know. Um, instead, they're, they're going to be doing their, their own event called EA Play uh, around the same date, around the same city, Club Nokia at LA Live. They're, it looks like they're kind of doing a Sony experience, sort of like Microsoft tentpole reveal. Just fucking put them in the fucking E3 so I can see it all in one go. <laughs> I mean, when like, websites report on it, it'll be on the same side of news. And I never actually go to these things, so I don't really know how it's going to like, change things for, for poor old unmarried George at home, you know? <laughs> this, this is why I couldn't see The Witness or anything at E3 last year, or Roller Coaster Tycoon World. Oh, are they, they too had, far? Like, they, well, they were just like, yeah, we're in a hotel on the top floor down the street, and it's like, no. Go to fucking E3 and be in the building with everyone else, so I can just fucking be in the building. Like, like hmm. I, I totally agree with you. It, I, I kind of find these things, like, real superfluous, but from like a marketing perspective, like I get it. Like we want our own E3. Like we want like, you, you know what I mean? Like if we're put into a gigantic room with everybody, we'll get lost in the shuffle. But we're having our own E3 2 resurrection. <laughs> but for us. And it's like, like Capcom used to do this all the time with Captivate. And then they stopped doing that because they're like, holy shit, we're wasting money doing this. Yeah. Not only that, but like. I feel like even getting lost in the shuffle at E3 is better than being down the street in a hotel. Like, yeah. if I like if Roller Coaster Tycoon Worlds was at E3 and not in a hotel down the street in 2015, I would have like gone there and I would have like written something or made a video about it. Yeah, like, you have that everybody walking by your booth to report on your thing. That's like way more marketing than like come to our private event. Like. I guess you might get people more buttered up with like better reviews that way. Also, like, I mean, I think know. of the gall, like like E three, a collaborative industry effort. Like EA, yeah, puts on E three like to a considerable degree, and yeah. and this year they're just like, no, we don't need y'all anymore. Yo, remember mm. your roots, e EA. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> any any more any more stupid comments. Oh. Um, uh, it, I it's always confuse GameStop and GameSpot. Oh yeah, yeah. same Def classic <laughs> one, same. classic. To expand upon that, how many games has GameStop stopped? Zero. It hasn't even stopped a single fucking game. <laughs> Terrible. Wow. Yeah. What a shitty business. GameStop, yeah, more like game not stop. <laughs> Uh, whoa got good, got good all, joke, got amazing while we're, on, while we're on stupid comments uh just always keep in mind kids you can't spell a greedy beast without ea yeah you're right <laughs> that's, that's, oh my that's God. really clever i'm proud of you son i think <laughs> i think you. my blow joke was just a little bit better yeah i yeah, think I mean, so i don't i really honestly don't know how you came up with on the <laughs> 
Um, it's like I was right. thinking about it the whole podcast, right? <laughs> we got one last news topic, and it's for our guest. Actually, ah, yes. Oh, I actually, just, no. Fuck it. Yeah, we're no, done. Uh, no, we're not. Okay, I just, I just want to preface this last one though before before Matt Switcherer goes all ham on it. Okay, okay, picture the scene, if you will. In 2012, it's the middle of the year, and I was thinking about doing a YouTube channel, and and I was watching a lot of YouTube, getting the life for the land, and my my stupid friend Joel notices that I've I've been watching some Game Grumps, you know, some classic OG John Aaron era Game Grumps, and my friend Joel's like, "Yo, no, you you that's that's for babies. You got to watch these guys instead." Sends me a YouTube link to these these man babies screaming over Metal Wolf Chaos, and it is my <laughs> introduction to the best friends here. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Is that They're, one on? That's... I was literally <laughs> introduced to the best friends by being like, yo, Game Grumps is shit. Watch these guys instead. Damn. And now here we are in 2015, all together doing stupid projects with one another across both Amazing. ways, actually. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, anyways, what's going on with Metal Wolf Chaos these days, Matt? Well, um, you know, we did that Metal Wolf Chaos video, like, you know, yeah, a couple of years ago. And like George said, it was, it was kind of like that villain, that video has like over a million views or something. So when people say, oh, like I was introduced to your videos through this or that, you know, Metal Wolf Chaos gets brought up a lot. And of course, Metal Wolf Chaos is from software's best, most polished game that they've ever put out. <laughs> Nothing ever even compares. So um, that's that never made its way out of Japan, uh, sadly. Which, which has because always I, confused me. Which is always confusing because it's an Xbox Americans, game. Japan hates Xboxes. Americans eat this game up because it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And we found quotes that say from software is like, we thought it was insulting to Americans and they would not yeah, like it. The, the like, sacred... Then you don't know Americans. <laughs> You're not allowed to have make fun of the president in America. It's, it's a sacred <laughs> thing. You just we don't criticize do the president. No. It, it, he's our emperor. Why would you ever, you know... Uh, but uh, we recently uh, finished an, a full LP of Metal Wolf Chaos, and towards uh, in in every description box uh, for these videos, it says "Bug Sony to re-release Metal Wolf," "Bug from Software," "Bug Microsoft," "Bug any of the." I I literally put Phil uh, Phil Spencer's Twitter handle and say "Bug this fucker." Tell ask him where where when's Metal Wolf. And then from software released a, a tweet that says, "Why is much noise made of Metal Wolf now?" <laughs> and then some people answered them by Canadian celebrities live play. And then they go, "Oh, makes sense." But very, but very, very recently, the last episode went up like two days ago, and we said, "Everyone, Metal Wolf Chaos is awesome. It's fun." You know, you can just play it and laugh at it. It's not that hard. It's not that long, but it's it's really good. Release it digitally, someone. And I said, yeah, hashtag free Metal Wolf. <laughs> and then, interestingly enough, Devolver Digital put out a tweet saying, hashtag free Metal Wolf. Hey, from software, do you want help distributing Metal Wolf? We'll help you. Just call us up. We can yeah. do this. And, and this, I'm like, this made the news. 
a couple of sites like reported on this and I'm like, this is as close as it's ever been, man. We're so <laughs> close. This is such a weird game that should have gotten released. Like I would think a uh, lots of bad from software games got released on the original Xbox, like Murakamo, which like few people have ever heard of and some great ones too, like Atogi one and two and just metal wolf just did not. So I just, like was floored when I just wake up one morning and I see fucking Fork Parker or whoever it is that runs the Devolver um, uh, Twitter account just saying we'll 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 do this for you and I like I know a few people that work at Namkai Bando at uh, Namkai Bando. <laughs> I always call them that. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. That's band. like that's my J Rock band in the future. Namkai Nam- Bando. Namkai Bando. Uh, Namco Bandai. I know I like know one or two like you know community managers and some other people. Like, can you get this news to from software? Like, in case they're not seeing it, can you just make the connections? Can this even happen? Who owns the IP for this? I don't know. It's all all wrapped up in legal quagmire, so I don't really know. But like. I hope this story like gains traction. Like hashtag free metal wolf, use yeah. it when you can, and maybe we can get this glorious gem from the Orient on these shores <laughs> and where, it's it's, so, where it's they so belong. Easy to picture it, which also goes into like why it's so weird that this hasn't happened before. Cause like it I don't know. It it w- Americans love this shit. Like wacky Japanese over the top co- like this is why people have platinum so much is because they're like trying to be cool yeah. for americans like there, there's this line that happened in one of the last parts that you say over the top there's this line that says oh no the evil vice president richard hawk is selling people from florida into white slavery <laughs> to work for him and we're just wait wait sorry no back up what what what, the, what did the video game just say to think- us the, um, I must have missed it. The, the the official news story from from the the esteemed journalists at GameItAll.com uh, yeah. actually billed it as saying that that Metal Wolf is a game where saying "I shit you not" is impossible to do when describing what happens in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm really I'm really I, I'm excited to see how this story evolves and if it, if it, you know, goes anywhere, I am not going to, you know, start putting my hopes and thinking that someone's going to, thank you. Um, that, uh, you know, every retweet helps to free metal wolf, you know? So (laughs) I appreciate that. The, uh, the, 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 the pressing social media campaign to, uh, free the, the political prisoner overseas metal wolf chaos is is starting to gain traction. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you guys in America are gonna get a new president, like you know, fairly soon or whatever it oh is, oh my god, um, <laughs> this would be a great, you know, uh, yeah. uh, uh, focal point of their campaign. Put it out I'll during election season. I will bring Metal Wolf. I will pilot a Mecca if that's what it takes <laughs> to get your votes. So, like, okay. there's a lot of cross promotion there. Donald yeah, Trump yeah. and the Mecca. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> the mecca also has weird hair yeah <laughs> if you're and Hillary like... Clinton is basically already a robot so oh hey hey 
I don't know. I was just like trying to recast Donald Trump as, as a dastardly villain who may or may Richard not Hawk. implement some sort of slavery. And, and uh, I just, it's too, it's too real. I can't even. Right, right, right. <laughs> Anyways, um, when we're not, when we're not being scared about the results of next year's U.S. presidential election, where can we find you on YouTube, Matt? Uh, you can find uh, me and my three friends, uh, Super Best Friends Play. Just put that in Google. You'll find us eventually. But it's it's you know YouTube.com slash Super Best Friends Play. We also have a website. And uh, we're going to actually, you know, if I can give a plug, we're actually going to be uh, starting our first official, official stream on Twitch um, at Super Best Friends Play. Um, that's going to be happening. We're going to be playing uh, uh, Demon Souls, our first time playing Demon Souls and more of an extended uh, look. Uh, I think I think Wooly's at the controls, so it's going to take a good three to five years to get through the game. <laughs> um, and that's going to be happening uh, this Sunday. Uh, at Sunday, 6 Sunday, Eastern. Sunday. At the Twitch Room. It's the Wooly Saurus. Um, we're going to be doing that. And actually, uh, you know, uh, I, I have my own stream channel that I'm that I've been having lots of fun with. Uh, just really casual stuff. Uh, uh, usually games I, I tested since uh, you know I've already mentioned once or twice I've I've worked in uh, QA uh, for like seven good years so like um, I show off bugs in certain games that like I was told we're mm. not going to fix that crash and I'm like but I can reproduce this crash every single time we're not going to fix that crash because it's mm. too close to release yeah, date you know so a lot of people can really you know empathize with that in the in the state of video game development that we're currently in that actually reminds me of a question i've always been meaning to ask you guys and i don't know if this is like too personal to be doing on the podcast i figure you might be able to beat around the bush if it comes to it but mm. uh are you guys still testing no 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 did you ever test and also do the youtube channel at the same time and did they have an issue with that if so um, I think the only overlap is that I was still I was still working at IDOS Montreal, and we did a Machinima video, just a quick look, like you know, fifteen minutes, a look at Deus Ex: Human Revolution. I was still employed there, and I and I asked like my boss, and he asked the marketing department, "Is it okay if they play that?" And they're like, "As if I think the only thing that was kind of mandated is like if at the game there's any bad problems and it shouldn't." Because I was on the QA team for the game. So you know about all the shit. Uh, there's not that much. There's like one or two things I, I can think of that are not even major bugs that are just kind of hilarious. Like, you know, ragdoll physics uh, freaking out. Like, you know, if, if you remember that game, if you, you, you know, there's a prompt to get into a helicopter at the end of a couple of missions. Mm -hmm. And you can drag and there's one section where you can drag a body. And if you can drag it with one hand and then with like kind of moving your character towards the prompt on the helicopter, you can see the body following the helicopter in the air, freaking out and ping-ponging all over the place. But they basically said, like, you know, if there's anything that really egregious happens, and there shouldn't, but if there is, just can you not put that in the video? That's oh. it. You can say the game. You can say the game is, like, you know, not that great or whatever. Like, give your honest opinion about it. But if you see any bad bugs, like, there shouldn't be, but maybe just not put that in the huh. game. So. And I guess um, what the implementation is, if you don't, is... It's as either don't show the super bad bugs or you're fired. I, I I don't think it would get to. I think you would you know the marketing guys would just not be happy. That was it. That never ah, okay. never a uh, 
Well, that uh, actually doesn't a sound bad. Of firing. No, no, it yeah, certainly wasn't. That sounds uh, fairly lenient. And, yeah, and we 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 were do- I was doing that for a little while, a couple of months when I was still on the YouTube channel. But then it was like when you're working a nine to five, and then you hear how like oh shit your video is fucked up or it, it and you're stuck at a nine to five and you don't have full internet access, so you can't fix it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and you're just when you start to care more about oh shit. My video, I don't care about my 9 to 5. Oh, my belly hurts. I have to go home. And then you go home and you fix it. That's when you realize that like, yeah, maybe I should prioritize one over the other if you have, you know, the financial stability to do so. Mm. So, uh, yeah, no, that was like kind of the only time where there was any sort of, you know, sort of uh, conflict, uh, uh, conflict. actually really surprised it wasn't more like harsh and dramatic. No, uh, yeah, yeah. nothing really, really came of it. So, so, so may, maybe people in the video game industry have souls after all. Oh, <laughs> we can only hope. All right. And in, anyways, uh, what about everyone else? Let's, let's very quickly plug our stuff and then we will wrap up. Uh, 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 Jimmy, where, where, where are you? Uh, I am always available to be found at, uh, at SunderCR on Twitter and um, YouTube.com slash SunderGamer. Uh, stuff is stuff is in the works. I'm gonna make a, a witness video, a very spoilery witness video, because I have much to gush about, and apparently some people don't want to agree with me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. Um, but I do want to I do want to talk about a lot about why I like that game. Um, so I'm probably just gonna make a sort of like witness rant video that should be up in the next week or two. I, I want to try and put out some impromptu stuff because I've been getting in this. This funk of like, I need to make a big produced video, but like, some nah, of my bro, most, just do it. My best received ones are like the Mario Maker one, which I made in like a day. Yeah, so exactly. I've, I've noticed that myself. Like, if the topic's hot, that tends to matter more than actually how much sweat and blood and tears you put into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Isn't I that amazing? <laughs> I made a Bloodborne video that I spent hours and hours and hours editing. It was like kind of like a little video essay. And it's yeah. like, oh, no, shit on that. Hey, everyone, look <laughs> at this Naruto video. <laughs> everyone likes Naruto. People are going to like what they like. Out in one second. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, okay. What was, there was one video where you, like, had a woolly doll talking about how much he loves Naruto by splicing <laughs> up previous audios of woolly, <laughs> just making offhand <laughs> remarks about Naruto. And it was like. Like, like you know, when. You know when um, when the um, uh, the voice actor for Chef in South Park after he left <laughs> yeah. because he yeah it was it was like that so yeah we had this big uh, inflatable banana that had dreads <laughs> and like a Jamaican hat on it we're like that looks like Wooly and Jeez. and we because because Wooly famously walked around college with a Naruto headband on because he was all in. <laughs> and we oh, make boy. jokes about how much he, he he loved Naruto. So yeah, we made that video like a little while ago, and now he's stuck doing a full Naruto LP with us. So that's pretty funny. And people people think you become an adult when you get out of high school. You do not. No. You actually like de-evolve. I, I agree. Actually, like I got out of high school and started not giving a shit about about like my personal appearance at all for like two years. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Let's see. Uh, Jimmy, how, how are the pirate videos coming along? 
I've been waiting on a lot of fucking stuff to line up for that. Uh, the plan is to get a sponsor for the entire series. Really? Oh, so, whoa. Yeah. Oh, good luck, my yeah. friend. Well, essentially, if you pitch somebody, I'm gonna give you this. <laughs> I'm gonna give you advertisements every two weeks for over half a year. I think that might sound better than. Oh, Can holy we do a shit! Second ad? I did not know yeah. it was uh, that long term of a project. Uh, well, I'm gonna be doing like at least twelve episodes. And if, I'm just assuming two weeks will be my my quickest turnaround for them. So if I get a sponsor, I can pretty much just do that full time with like one other editing job on the side. Wow. So that's, Wait, uh, let's get into specifics here because. <laughs> all right. So how many views would you have to land on those videos? Uh, it's all based on retention, click through on audience engagement, which I do yeah. have a high audience engagement rate on my videos. Plus based on the the people that I'm going to be working with, like there's a video that's going to be going up on game theory that I voiced oh, over a year ago. Okay. That, uh, so like, I'm going to get a big push soon and I'm going to pretty much be holding that as like, look, my channel is going to be growing a lot soon. I would appreciate if your sponsorship was on there and I, yeah, so I'm I'm shopping around for that. Also, I have some assets that are in the work from some friends. Wow, helping me, this is actually so. a way bigger deal than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I want to make some like I want to make cool stuff. I don't want to just kind of throw something together. So I'm trying to do the mix right now and throw some things together while I make the cool stuff. Wow, I thought it was just going to be like a little short series of multiple reviews per video, but now it sounds like a weird pirate themed rebranding for a little while. It's it's going to be like every episode is going to be a new pirate game. And also a fucking great pirate game or great looking pirate game just came out on Steam called Naval Action. Great looking pirate game. That rarely happens. It's literally just ships combat in the 1700s, the video game. The the name is so creative. Naval Action. I I think it's very hard to top Vendetta. Curse of Raven's Cry in terms uh, of that's, pirate games. That's on God my damn list. it, we're running out of time. But I want to, uh, I want to ask some some questions about that game because that that looks like it it's bordering the line between I'm super interested and also oh god. Um, but anyway, we, uh, we did a video on it, and and any questions you need answers yeah, can yeah. also be seen there if you're interested. Oh man, that's the apology game, by the way. Yeah, my my favorite part of that game on Steam is the fucking uh, their trailers, which are j- is just they have two trailers for that game, and they're both like some folk band that they hired to write really really vulgar versions of like classic like bar songs. So like mm-hmm. one of them is like that song you hear in SpongeBob all the time, like but it's like. It's just a song about, essentially it's a song about a dude who has erectile dysfunction, and so they're sending a bunch of whores to get him some action. Like, that's the song. Well, I like happy endings, so that's fine. <laughs> it's like three minutes of that with in-engine pirates <laughs> dancing in front of it, and I'm like, why is this your trailer for your game? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Did it's they fine, don't worry about take it. it off of Steam? Uh, it's the, the Vendetta Curse of Raisins Cry. Because I'm trying to Google search it, and I can't get to its Steam page, but I remember looking at it like two weeks ago. Yeah, because yeah, well, it, it used to be called Raven's Cry, and that version is out, is off Steam. But now they they, they 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 re-released it as Vendetta: Curse of Raven's Cry. No, I think he's right. I don't think it exists. When anymore. I click on the first Google result, it, it links me to a supposed Steam page, but it just takes me to the Steam homepage. 
Okay. Yeah, well, if you search Vendetta on Steam, nothing, nothing comes, comes up. up. What? Wow. What the because, hell? So glad I bought this already. Yeah. No. Because we we did a video for it, but we downloaded it maybe a month ago. So maybe they took it down since then. Holy shit. That sucks. Is it really that's, that that's bad? bad. Uh, but anyways, I'll find out later. It's pretty um, bad, dude. Uh, 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 Matt Visual, where where are you on the internet? Well, I am at uh, YouTube.com slash. Uh, Show oh me boy. your Freddy's bush. Oh boy, here it's we go. Matt Visual. At it's YouTube.com slash Matt Visual. <laughs> I don't want to see your Freddy's bush. <laughs> um, uh, no, no. At MattVisual.com. I am not MattVisual.com. YouTube.com slash <laughs> Matt Visual. And I am currently doing Metal Gear. Did a, put up a very, very over, over edit. Um, he did a lot of work. Yeah, Very I did a lot of crap because I'm learning After Effects. review of MG2. Yeah, um, went into detail about the story and everything. I'm going to be Metal Gear Solid next, starting that. And, Which will be uh, really interesting to see coming from MG2. Right. I, I don't want to color your expectations. I'm just really interested in seeing how... A, as a first timer, you're going to be reacting to this uh, order you're going. Because I've in. never played the first one. Yeah. That one I've never played. I started from two a long time ago, and that's all I remember. Um, and mm. of course, I'm going to be reviewing like the Witness. I, I do reviews in between it, mm -hmm. so uh, that 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 should come out just fine once I hopefully beat it. If I if it's, I feel like it never ends. Um, every damn laser, I I point to that damn building. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I am cool. Super Bunny Hop, aka Mega Hamster Dump. I've got <laughs> The Witness coming up. I'm gonna try to get Firewatch coming up. The Sonic games yeah. are steadily coming in through the mail. Um, if there is time, there's not gonna be time before Magfest. After Magfest, uh, actually, Matt, should I play Resident Evil Zero? Ooh. Um, every time you say yeah. Matt, I'm like, <laughs> like holding myself. <laughs> Yeah, did you mean me? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. did. He did. Because I just assume um, you know all the video games. Uh, not not all of them. Uh, certainly not. But Resident Evil Zero, like we're playing through that right now, and like the first couple hours are quite solid. Like it, wow, this isn't as like eh, as I remember. But then you get past a certain point, and the the next sequence of events are mm. a very unfun slog. Yeah, I and, haven't heard good you know, things, so I've always. Safe. I've always it, felt good about skipping it and just playing the it's, it's better worth ones. Playing just because Billy Cohen is is a great Resident Evil character. That's not that's not typical, and he has a good dynamic with Rebecca. But you know, it's the the game's pretty light on story and consequence in the RE universe. But I mean, it's got some fun enemies here and there. But that you know, it, so I think it's worth it. I'm I'm debating in, in whether or not to do a revisit of that. But one thing I am doing a revisit of, I I am actually going to make a video out of that SNK Humble Bundle they put out in December. And do like uh, all twenty three of those games in chronological order. Play each one for cool. like an hour. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be a shitload of fun, and and mm. just like do a little ten fifteen minute long series of mini reviews about like SNK's preferred SNK video game history. <laughs> the SNK replay. There we go. There you go. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, real quick, even though we've gone on way longer than most of our podcasts. Um, I have a, a news scoop, a post-podcast news scoop. Yeah. So, uh, Vendetta Curse of Raven's Cry was removed from Steam by the publisher, uh, the publisher Topware, um, which My is a favorite. German publisher. Um, and they're removing it because people have started to link 
the shady Steam reviews that they were getting, the positive ones, as paid reviews oh, to give the game no. a better light because Vendetta is a re-release of Raven's Cry, which got awful reviews, so they're trying to get a second push in like a we fixed it kind of thing. And according to a lot of people, it's Topware, not. Topware <laughs> is to blame and the developer is getting dragged through the mud because Topware. And the, the developer of this game is the same developer who made Two Worlds 2 uh, Reality Pump. Right. So that's interesting and sad. Wow. Uh, sad for the developer. Shitty of the publisher. Can't wait to rip this game to pieces when I get to it. Mm. It makes me a little sad because, I mean, it, it looks like, from like a graphical standpoint, it looks like there was actual like love and care put into this game. And I don't, maybe it's just no. me. Maybe it's just me. No. Yeah, I, I'm wrong again, <laughs> no. George. No. <laughs> Super <laughs> shitty opinions hop. George no, 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 no. Huey did nothing no, no, wrong, no. Weedman. <laughs> At it again. Oh, I forgot about that. That's great. Anyways, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's about the time we should wrap it up. Now that we've solved the mystery of Raven's curse, cry, cry, cry. <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I I care so much. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Show us to your mom. <laughs> Yeah, your family, <laughs> ladies. Um, um, to, to wear a T-shirt that that you stamp the TOVG podcast onto because we don't have merch. <laughs> Sponsored us with with the, 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 the yeah, sure that too, I guess. Go subscribe to us on everything. Basically, That'll help us out. basically there what I go. meant to say. And Shop once you're done on Twitter. With that, once once you're done with all that, you can uh, you can listen to us next week. Where I'm actually going to try to have Wooly on. Sure. Whoa. Yeah, Wooly responded. He was like, "Yeah, dude," and I'm like, "Yeah." I have up until Magfest. I think we are totally good for. Um, oh wait, no. Next week is actually Lazy Game Reviews. Then Wooly. But no, we're like good for like shit tier e celebs all the way to Magfest. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. All right. Thanks a lot for having me no on. No problem. Guys. That was a lot of no fun. No problem. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Have a, Thanks, have a very pleasant week. I uh, hope too. you enjoyed our our bathroom break here on this podcast that we have. Oh, uh, it was it was a good bathroom break. Yeah, yeah. You uh, <laughs> you got to have those mega hamster toms. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Wow. thanks for listening, everybody. Do all the fun things. Have a good week. Bye. Play the witness. It's good. Bye. 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 Bye.